ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Here is your host, Mike Dendero. Are you ready? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 316 of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, a special Saturday edition of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, where we'll be going back in time all the way to November 1999, where we're talking about ECW's 1999 edition of November to Remember. But before we get to the show, make sure you follow on Instagram at The Nero Podcast. Follow on TikTok at The Nero Podcast. And follow on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Let's get into this right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Today we have a special Passengers Pick episode. It is the show that you guys picked, and the show that you guys picked on this special November edition is November to Remember 1999 from ECW. The show took place in Buffalo, New York, and we're going to be talking all about that but first, I got to give a big shout out to all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a huge week for the Wrestling DeLorean podcast because not only do we have an episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, but we had the debut edition this past Thursday of Total Nonstop DeLorean where I talked about TNA's primetime special on Spike TV from November 16th, 2006 and the 2006 Genesis pay-per-view. It was the debut edition of Total Nonstop DeLorean, and it was a hell of a show. It was a hell of a turnout. So thank you so much for all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers who are not just tuned in and locked, ready, and loaded to go here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, but also flocked over and hit that subscribe button and downloaded the Total Nonstop DeLorean podcast. If you don't already know, we got three podcasts that go on a weekly basis. Every Monday, we got Raw Doggy with De Niro. Every Wednesday, we're going to have Total Nonstop DeLorean, and every Friday, we got the mothership, the flagship show, the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So shout out to all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. Without you, there is no me. You could stay locked, ready, loaded, and going when you follow on Instagram at the Nero Podcast, when you follow on TikTok at the Nero Podcast, and when you follow on X at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, with all that being said, let's get into ECW. November to remember, 1999. Last week, here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, we talked about the November Classic for the WWE. Every November, the Survivor Series pay-per-view is the pay-per-view that wrestling fans look forward to in November. But in the 90s, we didn't just have the Survivor Series in November. Wrestling fans also looked forward to ECW's yearly November tradition, the November to Remember, which was like their ECW WrestleMania, because they always went all out for the November to Remember, and 1999 was no different. We had three main events on this show. One being a huge trios matchup, it was the team of the Impact players, Just Incredible, Lance Storm, and their partner, the Man Beast Rhino, going up against the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, a man who freshly returned to ECW in The Sandman, 
and a guy who has a long history with Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman, Raven. We also had an ECW television title matchup between Rob Van Dam, who was in the midst of a historic run with the ECW television title. He was going up against Taz, the human suplex machine, Taz. And of course, not to be overshadowed, we had the ECW World Heavyweight Championship matchup, a matchup where some may believe is the greatest ECW title matchup in company history. It was the feud of 1999, Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. This was a huge pay-per-view. It was super stacked, and there was a lot that went down. So let's talk about ECW's November to Remember 1999. Ladies and gentlemen, this show starts out with Joey Styles, the voice of ECW, and Cyrus, a.k.a. Don Callis, welcoming us to the show, welcoming the fans in beautiful Buffalo, New York, here to the show, and the crowd's already going crazy, loud ECW chants. Um, Cyrus is talking about how the network runs ECW now, and the network, a.k.a. TNN, will put the final nail in the coffin for ECW. Out comes Joel Gertner with the... Well, well, well. Joe Gertner cuts a promo on Cyrus. Cyrus and Joe Gertner get into each other's face. But before we have a breakdown here with the commentators, out comes Taz, the human suplex machine Taz, who, by the way, just lost his ECW World Championship to Mike Awesome two months before this at the Living Dangerously 1999 pay-per-view. A show that many believed was Taz's last night in ECW, but that was not the case. In fact, Taz's last night under ECW contract was this night. Taz was not happy because the fans were chanting, you sold out, you sold out, you sold out. Everybody in that ECW crowd knew that Taz was bound to go up north to the WWE and will be debuting at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view just two months after this. Taz is not a happy camper. Taz says that the fans are unappreciative pieces of shit. He then gets into the face of Joey Styles. He tells Joey Styles that he'd been trying to call him all week. He says, I called your wife and I told your wife to give Joey Styles the message that I want to talk to him. Taz says that me and you go way back, Joey. We go way back. That's why I was surprised and Pretty much pissed off that last week on ECW on TNN when I choked out Rob Van Dam. You said that the only way I got that hold on Rob Van Dam was sneaking up on RVD from behind. He says, do you think I need to sneak up on RVD from behind to beat him? Do you remember who I am? Have you forgot just who the fuck Taz is? Joey Styles says, uh, no, listen, it was a miscommunication. Uh, I, I, I don't want no problems, Taz. You know, we go way back. He says, no, I think you want a problem, Joey. I think you want to fight me, Joey. Which then the crowd chants, fuck him up, Joey. Fuck him up. This is a very anti-Taz crowd because they know that Taz is leaving the company in a couple months. So the crowd is all behind the voice of ECW, Joey Styles here. It's funny because the first thing I thought about was if Joey Styles fought Taz, he may have been able to hold his own because we know the legend of Joey Styles apparently knocking out JBL in uh, overseas when JBL was quote-unquote bullying him. Anyway, 
Taz says he wants to fight Joey Styles. Joey Styles says, listen, I'm not going to act like a macho man. I'm not going to act like a tough guy. I apologize. I apologize if I offended you, Taz. Taz gives Joey Styles three seconds to leave the ring. He says, you have three seconds or I'm going to choke you out and you won't be able to do commentary on this show. Joey Styles says, I don't need three seconds. I'm out of here. I'm sorry. I'm gone. Taz lets him leave the ring. Taz said, if I was to beat up Joey Styles, what is ECW going to do? Are they going to fire me? He says, I would be lucky if this godforsaken company fired me. Joel Gertner then is laughing. So Taz says, what are you laughing at, fat boy? Joel Gertner says, listen, I don't want no problems with you either, Taz. I'm out of here. Taz says, just like Joey, I'm going to give you three seconds to leave the ring. Joel Gertner says, fine. But Joel Gertner was not as lucky as Joey Styles because as soon as Joel Gertner turns his back, Taz locks on to Taz's mission and Joel Gertner is choked out. Taz then grabs the mic and says, tonight, Rob Van Dam, you will find out why I am a ECW Triple Crown winner. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. Cyrus then grabs the mic and says, Taz, I just want to say thank you. And then Taz, in the ultimate heel way, says, no, Cyrus, thank you. And they shake hands. Crazy, crazy opening segment. Last time I saw Taz, Taz was a baby face. But I like how they're playing into Taz not giving a fuck about ECW and wanting to leave ECW sooner because of how unappreciative, quote-unquote, the fans were to Taz. Taz is the guy who broke his neck literally for that ECW crowd and put his body on the line. And just because he wants to make more money and support his family, that ECW crowd was booing Taz. So I like that Taz turn heel. And I'm looking forward to Taz versus Rob Van Dam later on this night. When we come back from this commercial break, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about the matches because we're going to start out hot and heavy. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the opening matchup of ECW November to Remember 1999. Fun little opener here between Spike Dudley and Simon Diamond, who is fresh to the company. He's new to the company. Uh, Simon Diamond has his manager here who goes by the name of Dick Hertz. Very, very weird. Um, During the matchup, we had Jazz come out. Jazz helped fight off Dick Hertz so it could be a one-on-one matchup. Spike Dudley gets the victory in the opening matchup. Fun little opener. Fun little opener between Simon Diamond and Spike Dudley. But Spike Dudley didn't have time to celebrate his victory because the FBI comes out and attacks Spike, which leads to Nova... Supernova coming out and fighting off Lil Guido and Big Sally Graziato and leads to our second matchup, an impromptu matchup between Lil Guido and Nova. This was another fun little matchup. Um, Nova was very innovative at this time. Nova, Nova was a guy that a lot of people copied his style, and Nova doesn't get much credit. Nova eventually does get his time in the sun going to the WWE and becomes... Uh, Simon Dean, I believe his name was, the fitness guru with Gemini and all that, and never really got to show. You hear this, the cops are outside because it is very criminal that Nova never got his opportunity to be Nova. But all jokes aside, Nova never really got to show what he could really do as Simon Dean in the WWE. He was more of a character, less of a wrestler, 
But for what he did in ECW, Nova was very innovative. And I got to say, if you are, you know, a fan of ECW, you would know how innovative Nova was. If you're not a fan, go out anyway. Check out check out this matchup where Nova was pulling out moves that at this time were still fairly new to the wrestling industry. After the matchup, Little Guido gets the win, by the way, with the Tamakazi, a.k.a. the Unpretty, or a.k.a. the Kill Switch. After the matchup, we have a post-match beatdown by the FBI. Out comes the returning Chris Chetty, who makes the save to take out Guido and Sally. But then Danny Doring and Roadkill come out, and they attack Chris Chetty. Danny Doring and Roadkill at the time put Chris Chetty on the shelf with a back injury. And this is Chris Chetty's first night back. And Danny Doring and Roadkill put Chris Chetty back on the shelf. So bad luck there for Chris Chetty. Next matchup, we have an international three-way dance. Very different than a triple threat match. A three-way dance is elimination style. Doesn't end at the uh, first pinfall. You have to pin both men. A three-way dance only ends when only one man is standing. This matchup is between Tajeri with Steve Carino and Jack Victory versus Super Crazy. The Insane Luchador, another guy who I have grown up loving, versus the new effing show, Jerry Lynn. And I didn't do that justice, so let's try that one more time. The new effing show, Jerry Lynn. Now that I have no voice for the rest of the night. Anyway, Steve Carino gets on the mic and he calls out the other three members of the match. He says that Super Crazy and Jerry Lynn are no match for the king of the three-way to Jerry. This matchup starts out hot and heavy. We have a lot of crazy, crazy, innovative moves here. There's a moment in the matchup where they all fight into the crowd and Super Crazy hits a moonsault from the top of the bleachers. This had to be at least 15 feet in the air. Absolutely insane. He lands on his feet, no less. But unfortunately... Super Crazy is the first to be eliminated when Tajeri hits a buzzsaw kick, taking him out for a 1-2-3. Great sequences after this between Jerry Lynn and Tajeri. Two amazing underrated wrestlers. Both guys deserve to get all the flowers that they could be given because Jerry Lynn is an absolute pioneer in high-flying luchador slash light heavyweight action, I would say. That X-Division style, we talked about that on the TNA episode on Total Nonstop DeLorean this past Wednesday. And Tajeri is another guy who is super underrated, super talented in the ring, very innovative. Really, really cool to see these guys go back and forth. In the end, Jerry Lynn wins with an absolute stellar matchup. Steve Carino comes in. There's a post-match beatdown on Jerry Lynn with Steve Carino and Jack Victory. Jerry Lynn hits a baseball drop kick to Jack Victory, taking him out of the ring. And then Steve Carino gets hit with the cradle pile driver. Jerry Lynn, a.k.a. the new fucking show, is standing tall after this matchup. We then see highlights from two weeks ago on ECW Hardcore TV when Spanish Angel of the Baldies stapled New Jack in the eye, which leads to this matchup. It is the Baldies, which is comprised of Spanish Angel... Skull Von Crush, Tony DeVito, and a fat guy who I don't know his name. I know this guy is eventually replaced by Vicious Vic Grimes, but this was not Vicious Vic Grimes in this matchup. But they're going four on three against the team of Balls Mahoney, Axel Rotten, and New Jack. 
New Jack is just absolutely destroying everybody in this matchup with some heavy, heavy, heavy fucking weapon shots. It looks like a crime scene. There's an insane spot where New Jack hits a balcony dive, which if you thought Super Crazy's bleacher dive from about 20 minutes before this was insane, New Jack ups the ante by diving at least 30 feet. Absolutely insane. In the end, though, that, that huge balcony dive may have took a lot out of New Jack because New Jack loses the matchup for his team when Spanish Angel hits New Jack with his own guitar. After this, there's a standing ovation for all three men, New Jack, Axel Rotten, and Balls Mahoney, who put on a good performance. We then get Bill Alfonso cutting a promo where he, he's saying that Sabu will be dedicating this matchup tonight to his late great friend, Ticho. Sabu is going one-on-one against Mr. No Gimmicks Needed, Chris Candido. Another gentleman who is extremely underrated. It is Sabu with Bill Alfonso versus Candido with Tammy Stitch. And the story of this matchup was both men showing that they could wrestle the other man's style of matchup. Sabu was wrestling a more technical style, trying to tap out Candido with the camel clutch and candido was shown that he could throw caution to the wind and do some high flying as well as some hardcore spots putting sabu not only through tables but nailing him with multiple chair shots but in the end it was sabu who wins the matchup when he hits a diving arabian face buster with the chair on top of steve carino and then puts him into the camel clutch for the third time and steve carino has no other choice but to tap out very good matchup. I enjoyed this matchup. But talk about matchups that I enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, we next get the ECW World Heavyweight Title matchup. And this match is to believed is believed by many to be the best ECW title matchup in company history. We got the ECW champion Mike Awesome going up against his greatest rival Masato Tanaka. Mike Awesome had all the potential to be one of the greatest wrestlers of our generation. Mike Awesome, six foot six, 299 pounds, a body that rivals Hogan, doing moves that rivals Rey Mysterio Jr. The guy brought everything from power, slugging, freaking just brawling, but then will pull out a top row plancha effortlessly. God rest the soul of Mike Awesome. I always thought that Mike Awesome was dealt a bad hand in this wrestling industry. Mike Awesome got a lot of hate for leaving leaving ECW during his title run. But Mike Awesome was not getting paid by ECW. So he goes off to Greener Pastures to the WCW. And WCW dropped the bag. They fumbled the bag. Because they made a guy who his whole character was this big ass-kicking machine. They made him that 70s guy. A character based off the popularity of the sitcom That 70s Show. And then when that failed, they made him the fat chick thriller. A guy who was in love with fat girls. That was a how-to guide on how to fumble the bag. 
Because if you want to know how great Mike Awesome was, look no further than this matchup here. Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka, who were rivals from the FMW promotion in Japan, brought their rivalry to the United States here on ECW soil. It was an absolute stellar matchup. Such amazing chemistry between both these men. During the matchup, Mike Awesome hits an insane sit-out powerbomb from the ring apron to the outside through a table. A large, 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 holy shit chant, very insane move. There were so many times where this crowd thought that this was over, the match was over, and we would get another false finish, and every false finish had the crowd sitting on the edge of their seat. This was an amazing matchup, to the point where Joey Styles, even instead of saying, oh my God, said, holy shit. He said, my mom is going to look down on me for saying this, but holy shit, is this the greatest ECW title matchup of all time. In the end... The Gladiator, Mike Awesome, wins with a top rope sit-out awesome bomb. One, two, three. He defeated his greatest foe, Masato Tanaka. Amazing matchup. I give it a strong four and a half stars. Easily. Easily, easily, easily. But we're not done, ladies and gentlemen. We have two more main events to talk about. One being the ECW television title match between the longest reigning ECW TV title holder of all time, Rob Van Dam. Versus the human suplex machine, Taz. Then we have the Impact Players and Rhino versus Tommy Dreamer, Raven, and the Sandman. You don't want to miss this. And we'll be talking about those matches when we come back from this commercial break. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are almost done here. We got two matches before we go out. It is the ECW TV title match between Rob Van Dam and Taz. This is a highly anticipated matchup. This match was being built since 1997 when Bill Alfonso turned his back on Taz and led to a beatdown on ECW's very first pay-per-view, Barely Legal, where Rob Van Dam and Sabu took out Taz. Taz has been wanting Van Dam's head on a stick ever since. And here is his chance. Here's his chance to get revenge on Rob Van Dam. On his way out of the company, he has one last vendetta, and it is to take out the guy who is in the midst of a historic television title run. He has a mission to take out Mr. Pay-Per-View. The whole fucking show, Rob Van Dam. And does he? I'll tell you this, he comes very close to ending the title reign. But Taz comes up short when Rob Van Dam wins the matchup with a huge Van Daminator and then a monstrous five-star frog splash. I got to say, this was not Taz's last match in ECW. We, do, we all know the story of Mike Awesome leaving ECW and then defending his title one last time against a WWE signed Taz. For well, the first time ever, we have a WCW-signed wrestler going against a WWE-signed wrestler for an ECW title. But at this point, the crowd thought that this was Taz's last matchup. Rob Van Dam beats Taz and shows Taz respect. And on Taz's way out, Taz shows Rob Van Dam respect. They shake hands. Rob Van Dam celebrates his victory. But we're not done. It is now time for the main event of the show. It is a six-man hardcore war. 
It's going to be the Impact players, just incredible, Lance Storm, with Don Marie and Jason teaming up with the rookie monster, the man beast, the war machine, Rhino, going up against the unlikely duo, the ECW tag team champions, Tommy Dreamer and Raven, two guys who have a long history with each other, teaming up with another guy who they have a long history with each other, a man who's making his return from the WCW, the Sandman. Now, I talked about that history between Raven and Dreamer many times on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. But I don't think I really ever dived deep into the history of Sandman and Raven. Two guys who feuded for that ECW title back and forth, but things got personal in 1996 when Raven abducted the family of the Sandman. Not only did he abduct the family of the Sandman, but he brainwashed his seven-year-old son, Tyler Fullington. He brainwashed his son to say, Daddy, I don't love you no more. I worship Raven. And it was in one of the most controversial moments in wrestling history in 1996 when Tyler Fullington comes out and he's dressed up like his father. And the Sandman thinks that this is finally it. His son is coming back to him. And the Sandman's crying. And the Sandman's weeping. And he says, Tyler, I love you. And then Raven comes behind him. Nails him with a Singapore cane. The BWO brings out a cross. And right in front of his son to see, Raven crucifies. Yes, you heard me right. Crucifies the Sandman. So there is no love lost between any of these guys on this team. But for the fact that Sandman is going to team up with Raven tonight shows that there is a common enemy. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Because on Sandman's way out of ECW in 1998, he was taken out by Just Incredible who then stole his Singapore cane, stole his whole gimmick as the hardcore icon, and sent him packing. But Justin Credible never thought that he would see the Sandman again. And the Sandman is here to gain revenge on Justin Credible. This was a very good matchup. We had a lot of, a lot of big spots between... Lance Storm and Tommy Dreamer. The crowd was just eating it all up. We had a cat fight spot with Francine and Dawn Marie, which I saw that coming a mile away when I saw both women out there. But in the end, it was the no love loss for Raven and the Sandman that led to the downfall for the babyfaces because Justin Credible is standing right behind the Sandman. Raven hits... Just incredible with the Singapore cane. Then Raven accidentally, quote unquote, hits the Sandman with the Singapore cane. And then is just lackluster and leaving the ring. While Just Incredible hits the Sandman with the That's Incredible corkscrew tombstone for the victory for his team. We go off the air with Raven walking out on the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. And the Impact players and Rhino standing tall. 
the future of ECW standing tall in the ring against the three ECW icons. Ladies and gentlemen, overall, this show was a very fun show. I enjoyed it. It was definitely a lot better than the November to Remember 1998, in my opinion. Not better than November to Remember 1997, in my opinion. But still a fun show nonetheless. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining here today. If you don't already, hit that subscribe button, hit that download button, and make sure you follow along on Instagram at The Nero Podcasts. Follow on TikTok at The Nero Podcast. Follow on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back Monday for a new episode of Raw Doggin' with De Niro. We'll be back on Wednesday for a new episode of Total Nonstop DeLorean. And then we'll be back here on Friday once again with a new episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I love you all. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay positive. Peace out, y'all. One love.